Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. We're back for a Premier League and uh, a slight touch on the playoff special here. There's not much left to cover, is there now, Tom, uh, now the EFL is generally done, aside from the playoffs. So, just the Premier League to take out fancy this week. Yeah, the the shows from here on in are, are going to be a, a little smaller and a little quicker. Um uh, obviously, with the Premier League wrapping up three weeks after the uh, regular EFL season. But as Tom said, we will touch on uh, EFL outright predictions at the start of the season. We did our 1-24s. to Some of them went well. Some of them went very, very badly. So we'll, we'll touch on that later on. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of go through what we're going to be doing for the EFL playoffs because we're not going to let that opportunity pass us by. No, we are not. Um, we are sponsored still by our friends at matchbook.com. Please do check out matchbook.com and their new Matchbook Zero for the uh, best prices for your football bets this weekend. All of to read out on the show today are going to be taken from Matchbook. Um, but let's get straight to it, shall we, Tom, with the Premier League. Mm-hmm. We've got six games on Saturday. We've got one twelve thirty, and we've got five three o'clocks. Um, it kicks off with Leeds against Newcastle. So obviously a big game towards the bottom and a big game for the Champions League places in Newcastle's case. Uh, big Sam lost his first game in charge of Leeds last week, expectedly against Man City. Do you expect the same result again this week against Leeds? Quick question. Are we allowed to call him Sam Allardyce or is it always Big Sam? It's always Big Sam. I, don't, I can't believe you even asked the question. <laughs> uh, so this basically comes down to... Do you think Sam Allardyce in the week or so... Sorry. Do you think Big Sam in the week or so that he's had uh, to get on the training ground, do you think he has conjured up enough of a plan to be third in the league? No, is is the answer that I'll give you. Um, I will be back in Newcastle. I am fully aware that you know, he has, the Sam Allardyce has this kind of mysterious aura about him where no nobody knows whether he's going to be good or not. But I'll tell you one thing that I do know, and that's that Newcastle will be good. And I would back Newcastle nine times out of ten against Leeds. I think if you're backing Leeds, you are going in blindly on a manager who hasn't managed in the top level for a number of years, who uh, was relegated with West Brom. Don't want to come off as a big Sam hater, but I'm a Newcastle believer, so I will be taking Newcastle all day. I'm going to add a little extension to that. Newcastle to win and both teams to score for me. 3.35 is the price. Um, 10 consecutive Leeds games have been both teams to score, so strong statistic there. And uh, Newcastle have failed to keep a clean sheet in 15 of their last 16 games across all competitions, um, home and away, so... Struggling to keep them out. It's won a lot of times in recent weeks. Newcastle to win and both teams to score. And I could see it being another one um, this weekend. Love it. Moving on then to the three o'clock. We'll get started with Aston Villa at home to Tottenham. 2.38 for Villa, 3.8 for the draw and 3.15 for Tottenham to get the victory. Um, Villa kind of gone off the ball a little bit. Lost their last two consecutive games uh, after a good run. Both away though. It seems at Villa Park they are much better. Uh, five consecutive wins, all to nil in the Premier League at home. 
Uh, and Tottenham tend to struggle away. I'm quite happy to go with Villa here at 2.38, considering they're on a fantastic home run. And Tottenham haven't won away from home in the Premier League since the 23rd of January. That was a, uh, a 1-0 win away at Fulham. Since then, completely winless. Uh, conceded four against Liverpool last time out away. Six away at Newcastle the time before that. Three away at Southampton a couple of games before that. So I'm... Um, not going anywhere near this Spurs team away from home at the moment, considering the volume of goals they're shipping. I'm not kidding. You've took absolutely every single statistic that I spent my good time researching. So credit, Boom. <laughs> credit to you. Uh, I don't have much to add. I'm just going to reiterate. If this was at, um, at Tottenham Stadium, then I would not be back in Villa. But the fact that it's at Villa Park means that I'm back in Villa because of exactly what you said. Strong home form, strong away, uh, poor away form. Uh, I think uh, Villa to get back to winning ways against a rudderless Tottenham. Cool. Uh, up next then, Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. Come on, you Reds. 1.55 for Chelsea, 4.6 for the draw and a big 7.2 for the mighty Reds. Uh, I'm kind of torn with this one because... Our away form is absolutely woeful. <laughs> I keep thinking every week, surely it's going to turn around. It hasn't for the literally the entire season. Um, but Chelsea are there for the taking for, for at least something, aren't they, for us this weekend? Something, at least a point. Yeah, I, I will be back in Forest in three different ways um, this weekend. So I will be having a tinkle on the nose at 7.2. I will also... Be having a little tinkle on both teams to score. Tom, I know you're interested in that. We spoke off air. Uh, that is 2.02. And I will also be having a look at uh, double chance for Forrest, not Chelsea, even though it was tempting to throw in that little joke there. So why am I doing this? You know, you, Tom, you just touched on, uh, on, on how bad Forrest are away from home. I think we kind of have to forget that now because over the last couple of games they've at least managed to start scoring some goals. Forest recently have been absolutely firing them into the back of the net. Uh, since they drew a blank against United, they've scored in every single game. That's four consecutively. Two away at uh, Liverpool at Anfield, three at home to Brighton, one away to Brentford and four at home to Southampton. These are either very good opposition or, in Southampton's case, an incredibly high-pressure game. And Forrest have managed to get the back of the net. A one-year scoring, Gibbs-White is in absolutely magical form at the moment. And yeah, Chelsea, I mean, would we be so cautious if Chelsea didn't beat Bournemouth on the weekend? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but before that, what was it? Nine games without a win? Ten games without a win? I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. think you know things change overnight just because they've beaten Bournemouth away from home. I think we have to kind of treat uh, Chelsea the way that we treat other mid-table sides. So, for example, they're below Fulham and Forest in this guile. I would fancy them away at Fulham to get something. I think Marco Silva is a better manager than Frank Lampard. And Fulham have clearly outperformed Chelsea this season, despite Chelsea having the star quality to turn a game whenever they want to. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like all the things you're throwing out. I'm going to throw out one more. Um, I think there's going to be goals in this one. Over 3.5 is what I like the look of. It's 3.25. Forest have conceded at least two goals away from home in seven consecutive league matches, which isn't great. Uh, I can't see that stopping, to be honest, the way that we're playing at the moment, home and away. We are scoring plenty of goals, but we're conceding plenty as well. So... um, I could definitely see Chelsea getting a couple. Uh, I could also see us scoring a couple, though. Chelsea haven't exactly been great defensively, as you know is well known. They've conceded at least two goals in five of their last six games as well. So there's two sides here struggling to keep them out. We know Forrest can score, um, and Chelsea definitely have the quality to score past Forrest's leaky defence. I-, I think this is going to be an entertaining one. If I had to put a score on it, to all for me. I think uh, from just a tactical point of view, I think uh, Chelsea are likely going to see centre-half Joe Worrell at right-back. He's certainly got enough about him to do a good job. But I think if João Felix is out there, Mudrick, Sterling, Pulisic, I don't know, name any of them, I think Joe could be in for a, a, a tough afternoon. So I would look at Joe Worrell anytime yellow card and for Chelsea to get some joy down that side and maybe get some goals. I would also add, God, we get layer, layer upon layer. Well, upon layer. Al is over, so we may as well. <laughs> just on that, because you just reminded me talking about Worrell at right back for Forrest. Um, it's likely that Lewis Hall is going to be left back for Chelsea. So hmm. that could be something that Forrest can exploit. Because obviously Brennan Johnson, our best attacking threat down the right wing, up against Lewis Hall at left back, um, potentially. That uh, could be an avenue for, for Forrest to get some joy down as well. Um, so, yeah, that side of the pitch is going to be very interesting yeah. <laughs> on, the, on Saturday. It is. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Palace against Bournemouth. 1.94 for Palace, 3.8 for the draw and 4.4 for Bournemouth. Um, I'm... Have no strong fancy personally either way here. Um, I'd edge towards Palace out of anything, but I think out of all the games, this is probably the one that I've I'm least hot on that we've got to talk about. Um, I just feel like Bournemouth probably feel like their job's done now. Now they're safe. Um, uh, we saw last week, you know, woefully out of form, Chelsea came to town, they beat them 3-1. So, yeah, I, I just worry for Bournemouth now in, in terms of a betting perspective. I'm not going to go anywhere near them. Probably won't bet on this game whatsoever, to be honest. Hashtag fun in the sun. I think I will bet on this uh, game over 2.5 goals. Uh, three of um, Palace's last five, uh, sorry, last six, have been uh, over 2.5. And for Bournemouth, it's four of the last six. I think lots of attacking play players on uh, on display. Nothing to play for. Nice little fun in the sun. Ding dong, I think. So over 2.5 for me. Okay. Um, final. No, it's not the final three o'clock, is it? There's two left to go through. Um, up next, Manchester United at home to Wolves. 1.41 for Manu. They're pretty short. 5.4 for the draw and 9.04 for Wolves. Um, 
Do you have any particularly strong fancies for this one? Man U tend to be pretty strong and reliable at home. Yeah, it's home is where the heart is, isn't it, for Man United? I mean, 1.4, absolutely 0% chance you'll be seeing any of my money um, on that. But you're talking about the fourth best home record in the division in United. Uh, Wolves, you know, obviously they kind of split their um, split their season into two, really, kind of before and after Lopetegui. And, you know, even with the upturn of form, they still have the third worst away record. It's just 11 points yielded from 17 games. Forget that United have lost back-to-back away games. They'll get back on track here with a comfortable win. Yeah. Um, something I did notice from the stats and the head-to-head games, eight of the last nine have been under 2.5 goals. So, uh, lots of one nils and nil nils in there in recent games between these two sides. So you might want to have a look at under two point five. It's priced at two point four. So considering those head to head records, it is quite a big price. Um, mm. United and unders is four point one, which seems very big. Mm. I might have a little taster on that. Mm. I like that. Good shout. Um, up next then, we have the final three o'clock game, Southampton against Fulham. 2.92 for Southampton, 3.6 for the draw and 2.62 for Fulham. Uh, Southampton not mathematically down, but it looks pretty much like they will be, um, you know, come this game. They're, they're eight points away from safety with nine potentially left to play for, obviously. The teams above them are surely going to pick up a point or two along the way as well in the final game. So it's pretty much all done for Southampton. But you'd like to think that in front of their home fans are at least going to give it a bit of a go this weekend uh, against Fulham. Fulham are a side that are... I don't know what I'm going to get from, to be honest. They've lost three in a row, came back, beat Leicester 5-3 unexpectedly last weekend. I think this is going to be both teams to score for me. Um no clean sheets in nine consecutive games for Southampton. No clean sheets in 11 consecutive games for Fulham. Both teams to score is 1.7. Like I say, I see. I think Southampton will just give it a go. Show there's some fight there for the fans. And Fulham obviously got that capability of scoring plenty of goals. William, banging form, um, as it was shown in the scoring five past Leicester last week. See, I'm of the, I'm of the other side of the coin. I don't think... You know, obviously we're massively biased with being Forest fans, but you know, let's put Leeds in there as well. Like Southampton and St Mary's just isn't a fan base that's going to get behind Southampton and fight till the end. Come on, put on a performance for the fans. You know, blah blah blah. I think this will be a funeral for Southampton. I think Fulham, you know, definitely Fulham are, are way better at home than they are away from home. If this was at Craven Cottage, I'd be all over Fulham. Um, and mm. the fact that it is away does worry me a little bit as a Fulham backer. I mean, they do have the seventh best away record this season, but the majority of those points were picked up uh, on the first half of the season. Recently, they haven't been great away from home. I think this will be... The nail in the coffin. I think this will be a subdued atmosphere with not many fans, a lot of empty seats and a lot of relegation. So I'll, I'll be having a little tipple on Fulham at 2.62, to be honest. <laughs> a whole lot of relegation. Mm. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, moving on to Sunday, then we've got three games to look through. 
First up, Brentford against West Ham at 2 o'clock. 2.12 for Brentford, 3.65 for the draw and 3.85 for West Ham. We've, uh, we're doing the recording on Thursday night. We've just seen West Ham in uh, Europa Conference League action at home to AZ Alkmaar, running out 2-1 winners. Um, the second leg for that game will be next week. So with West Ham pretty much safe, this is kind of an inconvenience for them, isn't it really? Considering their European adventure they've got going off. I could see Brentford winning this one fairly routinely at 2.12. Yeah, I think so. I think the one thing I will say is um, they didn't seem that up for it when they beat Forest. to be honest with you. They didn't seem mm. to be, you know, a ball would go out for a throw-in and they wouldn't sprint over to grab the ball to get it back into play, you know? And and why would they? And why would they? What's their, what's their incentive other than to finish the season well? You know, ninth position, another brilliant season. Yeah, I think Brentford will comfortably win this or West Ham having an eye on uh, on the other games. And to get them o- over evens is, is pretty good. Brentford, uh, very decent at home this season they've got the uh, eighth best home record uh, in the Premier League it's better than Brighton's so a lot of people giving Brighton a lot of credit um, Brentford's home record is actually better mm, nice um, into Everton against Manchester City then Everton the home side price at 10.0 5.5 for the draw and 1.37 1.37 for Manchester City to run out winners here Again, another side in Man City who have kind of uh, got this game sandwiched between European competition. Obviously, Man City's game against Real Madrid ended one all in the week. The second leg coming up after this game. Um, I, I I think Man City should definitely win it, but there's part of me which is too scared to put any money, money on them, to be honest. I just don't see why we need to be putting money on Man City at one point. Three seven. I just why, why? Everton are coming off a five one miraculous uh, away victory uh, that was recorded as the most unlikely Premier League result of the season. Um, I I just don't see why we would be back in Man City here in any circumstances. You know, Man City on the handicap. No, Man City and. Both teams to score, maybe. I think I just don't know where to turn, to be honest with you. And I would just rather back other stuff. Yeah, well, I turn to uh, both teams to score in this particular game. Yeah. <laughs> um, City don't have a great record of keeping clean sheets away from home. Um, in the Premier League, they have played eight games this calendar year. They've only kept a clean sheet in one of those games. So, Maybe kind of gone under the radar a little bit that they haven't kept many um, away from home in the Premier League. So whilst they've been winning, uh, they have been kind of winning 3-1, 4-1, 2-1, you know. Um, And I could see Everton getting on the score sheet here. Uh, Like you say, that morale boosting 5-1 against Brighton last weekend. I'm sure the crowd will be up for it as well. So um, if Man City won on both teams to score, certainly wouldn't surprise me. But both teams to score on its own is 2.06. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Well, is, <laughs> are they going to score of every shot they have on target again? Everton? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 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 Anyway, 
Arsenal. Dwight McNeil's the ping one in from... Yeah, from yeah. Dwight McRobin. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and finally then, for Sunday, we've got one more game at 4.30. It's Arsenal against Brighton. 1.8 for Arsenal, 4.4 for the draw, and 4.5 for Brighton. Um Apart from this game, I'm just looked at it and it just screams goals to me. Anything else you want to tip out, Tom? Uh, Arsenal, for sure, um, is something I'm interested in. But yeah, uh, Arsenal and goals. I think getting Arsenal at 1.8 at home is pretty pretty good. We haven't been able to get anywhere near that a lot this season. I don't know how you feel about the value of Arsenal, but yeah, I'm that's kind of got my eyes lit up a bit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brighton look dead. They they look so tired. They look completely dead. Um, so, yeah, I think Arsenal to score. Um, Arsenal to score, obviously. Um, Arsenal to win and over 1.5 is 2.06. So if you want to squeeze a couple of extra drops out of the lemon, then, uh, yeah, I think that one will quite comfortably come in, personally. Mm. I think it could probably go over 2.5 as well. Which is um, which is 2.46. I did flirt okay. a bit, but I, I just got a bit nervous. So I went Yeah. I went a bit more conservative no, that, for the 1.5. That's fair. Uh, Arsenal scored at least two goals in um, 11 of their last 12 Premier League games. Just the... The one where they didn't was against Man City away, so I'll forgive them that one. Hmm. Uh, but they've got a very good record of scoring, particularly at home, where they scored at least three goals in six consecutive matches. Um, so three games, they scored three. Three games, they scored four. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very tough place to go, isn't it, the Emirates at the moment? Um, finally, Monday night football then. Leicester against Liverpool, 5.5 for Leicester. 4.8 for the draw and 1.63 for Liverpool. Um, after Leicester's capitulation against Fulham last weekend, I can't look any further than Champions League chasing Liverpool right here. It's a it's a tad short at 1.63, but I guess it's to be expected the form that Liverpool are in, in contrast to the form that Leicester are in. I just feel like Leicester, despite the quality that is obviously within the squad, where's the fight the fans are turning against the club there's there just seems to be all sorts of problems there at the moment and it's a it's a recipe for relegation for me it is it is yeah Leicester looking increasingly likely to go down um Liverpool seem to be back and the one tiny bit of cons- so they're unbeaten in the last eight uh since losing 4-1 away at Man City um Five of those games have been at home and only three away. And then when I analyse the away games, it gives me confidence to think that they can go and beat Leicester. But if they were playing somebody a bit more substantial, I don't think I'd be ready to back them. Nil-nil against Mm -hmm. Chelsea. Chelsea all at sea. 6-1 away at Leeds under Gracia. Um, You know, that's the kind of uh, assignment that they're facing uh, on Sunday. So that's a good sign. And they beat West Ham 2-1 away. Again, similar assignment. So I expect them to go there and get it done. But do you know what I mean? I'm not ready to be thinking that they're completely all conquering on the road yet because those three games, there's only been three of them to start off with. And and second of all, the, the quality of opposition isn't great. But 
Leicester, as you said, sinking ship, early goal for Liverpool and good grief, curtains. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that wraps up the Premier League then. Um, shall we look now through our season predictions and just have a little touch on those? Because um, you put those out on Twitter over the last few days and there's definitely a, a few talking points from, from each of the leagues, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start off in League Two. Um, so we we did a scoring system to try and make it easy for, for people to understand how well we did. So this is kind of like golf, where the lowest score wins. So, for example, if you picked a team that was uh, seven places away from where they actually finished, that would be a stroke of seven. And if you picked a team dead on, you'd get zero points. Right. So kind of like golf. So lead two, Tom, um, we did. OK, I would say you certainly mm. won this won this one with a score of one hundred and thirty one to my one hundred and forty three. Um, you correctly predicted Northampton Town to get automatic promotion, which was great. You predicted Salford to get into the playoffs, um, which they did uh, exactly, by the way, those two third and seventh. Couple of uh, couple of wobbles from you, mainly having Barrow to finish bottom of the league, uh, sixteen places away from where they actually finish. I was with you. I had them second bottom, and probably the biggest egg on my face was Stevenage. I had them finishing twentieth. Uh, they obviously finished second in the end. And Tom, uh, you had Stevenage in eighth, so you were more of a believer than I. Yeah. I believed in the Steve Evans effect, just not enough. <laughs> just not enough. Uh, Golden Boot yeah. predictions, uh, myself, Kane Hemmings, Tom, Paddy Madden. It was actually Andy Cook with 28. Kane Hemmings got eight goals and Paddy Madden got 10. So the two of them together were 10 off the Golden Boot. Not great. Our two picks had bad seasons there, didn't they? They did. I, I think they made sense <laughs> at the time, but... Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, room for improvement. So let's sweep into League One. Uh, so remember, Tom P scored 131, I scored 143. So it's getting better. So I scored 126, Tom 102. So Tom takes League One again. A um, couple of talking points here, my friend. MK Dons. Uh, Want to paint the picture for me? what went wrong with, with MK Dons because you had them in fifth and I had them in third yeah. and they got relegated. Yeah, they sure did, didn't they? That was a <laughs> bad picks. But I, I I think in fairness to us, not many people, if anybody, had them down to get relegated um, after they what they finished in the playoffs. Playoffs, didn't they? yeah. Last semi-final year. defeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously losing... Some key men in the summer and having to rebuild really took its toll on on MK Dons. Um, other notable uh, things we got wrong: we both had Fleetwood to finish bottom. Uh, they that was eleven positions wrong. Um, yeah. Apart from that, there's no kind of major ones. I don't think you had Oxford finishing a bit a fair bit higher than they than they did. But mm. other than that. Um, we were all right, I think. Yeah, it was a good effort. 
It was a good yeah. effort. When my top six was uh, in reverse order, Derby, lol, uh, Peterborough, Wickham, MK Dons, Ipswich and Wednesday. And Tom, you had Wednesday, oh sorry, reverse order, Plymouth. I didn't have Plymouth in the top six, which is hilarious. MK Dons, Ipswich, Derby, lol, Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday. So honestly, like I feel like we were in like between the two of us, we apart from MK, yeah. we nailed it really. Yeah. And um in terms of the golden boot, I picked Clark Harris right, which was good. He he won it. Um and you had Cole Stockton and he might have been in with a chance if he actually turned up for the first seven months of the season. Because he's I, I he's one of my favourite EFL players, genuine. I love Everything about him is so inventive and unconventional. And he's like this big, like hairy, like scruffy man. <laughs> and he does all these cute flicks and scores on the halfway line. I love him. But yeah, it was always a big shout for him playing for Morecambe, uh, who obviously went down in the end. But yeah, credit to you for Clark Harris. Um, well, shall we move into the championship? Because we do have a resident mystic Meg when it comes to the championship, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this was the this was the my best showing. Uh Tom, yours was League One. So you finished on 117 points and I finished on 87. Mm. So a very strong showing for me. Um not too too much went badly, to be honest with you. Blackburn, Tom was both of our biggest issue um, in terms of combined. We had them finishing 19th and they finished just outside the playoffs. And then Norwich, you had them to win the league. I had them to finish second uh, and they finished outside a playoff spot, which was uh, pretty important. Age like milk, isn't it? (laughs) Age like milk. And also we had Watford, who only just scraped a top half finish uh, to finish in the playoffs. So not great. And also... Apologies, Tom, to Rotherham and Birmingham. We both picked both clubs to go down and neither neither did. So, apologies. No, no. We did get three of the bottom five right, though. Um, Blackpool, Reading, Wigan, we're all down there yeah. for, for both of us. So, that was all right. And what, what was the little stat that I found that I read out to you? You, you predicted 50% of the teams... Um, you you got their correct finishing position to within one place or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty uh, successful if I do say so myself. Probably the the biggest one that I predicted that I'm proud of, and it's a bit of a hipster pick, is I got Coventry to finish in the playoffs, and I also mm. kind of you know remember saying at the start of the season when they were playing all their games away from home and had no stadium and were bottom of the league that they would still do it so i'm giving myself a nice little pat on the back there yeah Golden and boot. you had burnley to win you had Luton yeah. in third there were a couple of good picks there yeah thank you mate i appreciate that yours as well just uh, a few more off by fours and fives which is Obviously, you're going to rack up the score. Um, Golden Boot, absolutely no chance of picking this one. I think if you go back, I don't even know if Tuber Akpon would have been in the betting, to be honest with you. Um, but 28 goals he bagged. We went for a Swansea at the time, a Swansea 1-2 combo. 
Yours was successful in Joel Perot. We got 19. I didn't know that Michael Obafemi yeah. would try and go to Burnley and then not be able to go to Burnley, go on strike, not be picked, then in January <laughs> go to Burnley on loan and play second and third fiddle and end up with five goals. <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest. Well, um, Drew Rackpom, 100 to 1 pre season to uh, win the Golden Boot. So there you go. <laughs> so who are we back in? Who are we back in yeah. next season in the champ? Some random championship wow. striker, yeah. Josh Caroma for Huddersfield. You heard it here first, Josh Caroma. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, so that's the predictions looked at. Shall we? What shall we do next? Bombproof treble or playoffs? Playoffs. Let's talk. Let's talk about playoffs whilst playoffs. we're in the EFL. Okay, so we'll start with the League Two playoffs. That is going to be Stockport, Carlisle, Bradford, and Salford. Uh, Stockport, the favourites, at around about two point seven five. Uh, Carlisle four point zero. Bradford four point zero. Salford four point five to get promotion. Who do you fancy from this bunch, Tom? Uh, Stockport. I think the winner comes from Stockport or Salford. I think this is very lopsided and this is almost like a final in itself because I don't rate Bradford or Carlisle anywhere near their their level. Okay, well, that was a short... (laughs) I I don't want to go into it and kind of dissect each individual club. You know, Stockport, there you go, short and sweet. I found this the toughest one for me to pick from um, between these sides. I don't know if it's just Stockport, you know, costing me money as a one to five pick <laughs> last weekend. It's kind of make me doubt them a little bit, but um, they're on the best run of form by far coming into this. I think they'll get through to the final. I think they'll play Bradford. And I I think I'm just going to check out Brad. I think Bradford will beat them. You must the be final. joking me. You've picked the D in dartboard. Like they are the bullseye and you picked them to get promoted. Yep. Football betting betting podcast nation have pulled their headphones out. (laughs) You could have a proper dartboard playoff like Trevor or something, couldn't you? Bradford, Peterborough and somewhere else. Cobb has been a bit dartboardy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, I don't know. The Andy Cook factor, maybe. You know, they score goals. One thing Bradford do well is score goals. Um, I They've got the league's top scorer on their side. They've got experience in there. Very experienced manager. Um, I know Stockport are a very good side on a, on a very good unbeaten run. But, you know, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. And um, in a one-off game, Bradford could get the job done. Okay. Into the League One playoffs then. So I just want to say, I found this one the hardest. Okay. So so in the League One playoffs, we've got Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton and Barnsley. Um, I didn't really. I, I think Wednesday will win this one. Um <laughs> You know, they got, what, 96 points, was it? Mm-hmm. And they didn't get promoted automatically? It's, I feel they're so hard done by. And if there's any justice, 
they'll go up here. Okay, Lamar. Um, <laughs> they're a rough 2.5 shot to go up. Uh, Barnsley, 3.5. Bolton, 4.5. And Peterborough, the outsiders, at 5.0. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday shouldn't have any problems beating Peterborough over two legs. Peterborough at home can't score, to be honest. They've scored. I was looking at Peterborough's home games this season. They've not scored at home more times than they've actually scored, if that makes sense in terms of games. Um, I don't think Sheffield Wednesday will have too many problems there. But then it's either Barnsley or Bolton in the final. And I think they will probably be either. I think Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton in the final for me with uh, with Wednesday coming up trumps. I've gone for Barnsley to get promoted. Um there's no alignment on these playoffs whatsoever. No, well, there, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, no, there isn't. Uh, Barnsley, quick version. Number one, Michael Duff. Uh, I think he's the best manager out of all the clubs. Um, second of all, I think Barnsley are the most underrated, maybe the least fashionable, least exciting. Uh, but they finish on 86 points. So they finished 10 shy of Sheffield Wednesday, yes, but they finished five clear of Bolton and they finished nine clear of Peterborough. In terms of home form, fourth best. In terms of away form, fourth best. In terms of attack, fourth best. And in terms of defence, Tom, where do you think they finish? Fourth best. No, wrong, seventh. So, Uh, so yeah, um, good across the board, very solid, got a lot of match winners. For me, it's Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday to get eaten up by the weight of expectation. Okay. Um, into the championship then. Let's see if we <laughs> if we agree on any of them here. So we've got Middlesbrough, Luton, Sunderland and Coventry. Uh, Middlesbrough roughly 2.75, Luton 3.75, Sunderland 4.75 and Coventry 5.0. Uh, who do you think is going to win these ones? Luton? Yes. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, really quick, I think Luton will, will comfortably beat Sunderland. I think Sunderland are a little bit ahead in their development. They've got some great match winners in Diallo and, uh, and, and others, but they're riddled of injuries. Luton have so many threats. The Morris Adebayo front two is, is delicious. The centre mids are industrious and nasty and ball winning and they've got quality um i do expect them to play coventry in the final personally mm-hmm. um i think coventry will take care of business at home against middlesbrough and then their counter-attacking style is going to suit them perfectly when middlesbrough have to open up um and then i think we'll have the dream scenario or my dream scenario where we've got two teams who have been through absolute hell in the last kind of decade or so in Luton and Coventry, Coventry going down to League Two, Luton going down to non-league, building themselves back up sustainably in the right way without going beyond their means and without forgetting who they are. And I'll be thrilled whoever gets promoted, but I think Luton are the best team out of the four by a good distance. Yeah. Um, I, I like that it's kind of four different teams, in the playoffs, Middlesbrough in, in the Premier League most recently in 2016-17. So, you know, we're going back a few years now since they were last in the Prem. Um, 
I, I do think that, and people may will probably disagree with me on this. Whoever goes up here, I think they go straight back down. Oof. To be honest, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Luton will win. Um, I know we're not delving into individual games. We'll go through that on Twitter, but. Yeah, this this Luton semi final against Sunderland, Luton on such a long and beaten away record, haven't lost away since since December. Uh, Sunderland can't keep a clean sheet at home. Eight consecutive games, both teams to score in a row at home. Uh, we should put these out on Twitter, but I think Luton will come through that semi fairly comfortably. Agree with you. Play Coventry in the final, and uh, Luton to get the win. Yeah, Tom's touched on it well there. Uh, T underscore FB podcast for every single EFL playoff match, semi-final or final, we're going to be putting a tip out on Twitter. It happens too frequently for us to do it on the pod. Um, So we'll be doing it on Twitter. So make sure you give us a follow. And also, Tom, let's kind of dive into a world that we don't often dive into. Come on, you pies. Notts County at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, in the yes. Vanarama. So we'll be seeing who, along with Wrexham, we will be uh, talking about next season, which is exciting. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, if there's any, once again, Lamar, if there's any justice, it will be Notts County that uh, get promoted through those playoffs. Mm. Um, and you never know. You never know. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, let's look at our treble then for this week. So we picked out a both teams to score treble. Um from the Premier League games that we've got on our hands. So one game from Saturday, two games from Sunday. We're going to go for both teams to score in all of the following games. Chelsea against Nottingham Forest, Everton against Man City and Arsenal against Brighton. You can get that treble at odds of 6.33. So £10 example stake returns £63.30. And I'll give you credit, Tom. This this is your baby. And I wasn't 100% Mm -hmm. sure when you read it out, but I'm actually fully behind it. Um, when I kind of sat down and had to think about it, I'm fully into it. So really excited to see how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully you're on to a winner there. Um, but yeah, good luck for any bets that you do put on this weekend. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, we will have what one more pod next week to look through the Premier League games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so join us again next week. and. Uh, Good luck for the weekend.